Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving at your desk. Maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Yeah, that's a that's a big loss in the context of the tournament. Um, we we're just totally outplayed in all three facets. There. New Zealand would they come at us hard with the bat, and, and their bowling was so disciplined. Um, their fielding is always fantastic. So, yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts our our net run rate, like you said. But you still got to be positive. I think we we still back ourselves that we can win four, and and you need a little bit of luck along the way. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm your co-host, Menes. I'm in my car, and I'm joined remotely by Paul Dennett, and we've just left the SCG after Australia got walloped by New Zealand in the World Cup opener, losing by 89 runs. Paul, what a start for the Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> let's um, let's look at the positives, uh, firstly. It was... Um, it was a great atmosphere. It was very fun to have. Um, I mean, it was a bit. I thought it was going to be a sellout. So thirty-four thousand was about ten thousand lower than I expected. But still, uh, in these COVID times, to be in a crowd of that size um, was a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, Finn Allen was just lit the lit the first sort of um, the the Super Twelves up the way that he played, and then from then on, um, it went, went pretty bad for Australia. But yeah, I, I still enjoyed the night. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, it was a great game. Not not a close game, but a great display by New Zealand. They were clinical with the bat and and ball. Um, you know, a lot to, to sort of wrap up from tonight. Um, I was lucky enough to sort of get there early and really soak up the atmosphere and see the warm ups. And Paul, you're not going to believe me, but I did feel something looked amiss with the Aussies. And even in the warm ups, they looked a bit. I don't know. They looked a bit nervous. They didn't look particularly up. 
just something didn't look right to me. And, you know, Aaron Finch won the toss and sent them in and the Kiwis were 46 after three overs and they'd taken the ascendancy before Australia could blink. Yeah, I think that um, I was reflecting on the New Zealand team a few hours before the game and I just kept on coming back to the conclusion that they're a very good side. And I actually um, had a bit of money on them before the game to win the tournament at $14 because I just thought that, you know, it's, it's funny how New Zealand are traditionally talked about as all the dark horse and, and, and these days people are saying, well, they're no longer the dark horse because they're a genuine chance. But they drifted out to that sort of price and yet you look at their side and um, I, I was at the cricket with, um, with, with Patrick Avenal, a friend of the show, and um, uh, my wife's cousin Douglas from Scotland who's here listening to me saying this, but... I was saying to them as the game began, Finn Allen has a record where he's got a, um, a strike rate in T20 cricket 10 runs better than Tim David, which is just scarcely believable. And I was saying, this guy's amazing. And, it, you know, I didn't quite expect him to go at a, you know, a strike rate of 300. But they are a good side. Uh, and I, um, Patrick was making the point, why did Australia win the toss and bowl? I know there's this kind of tradition in T20 cricket these days and potentially if there's a bit of dew on the ground. But to squander the opportunity to bat in the in the sort of um, without the artificial lights, Australia tend to do well batting first. I think he might have um, he might have had a good point there. It's an interesting one. I think the fact that there was rain around might have played into Finch's thinking because you always like to be the chasing side if if it starts to rain. Um, I don't. Before the t- what, remember, well? you've you've um, uh, stumbled on my favourite topic. Duckworth Lewis Stern means that it doesn't matter whether you bat first or whether you bowl first, you're going to get a fair <laughs> result if it rains. <laughs> uh, Duckworth Lewis, Duckworth Lewis Stern at midnight on a Saturday night, and uh, nothing, better, think, uh, nothing better. Nothing better. Nothing <laughs> better. I actually have to thank the final word, uh, guys. I saw Adam Collins and Barrett Sunder Racing recording outside the SCG a few minutes ago, and I thought, you know, I, I better record something tonight. Stuff them at the final word. I'm not going to get gazumped. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Australia went with the team we expected. Um, there was no Smith. Um, it, it was as we you predicted it would be. Um, but New Zealand went for two spinners, uh, Sodi and Santner. I, th- I th- thought that was telling that they read the pitch almost completely different to Australia. And there was a lot of talk after the game that, Australia might have been a bit slow to react to the conditions that pace off the ball was what was doing damage. And it, it took Australia a few overs to twig to that. And, yeah, it was too late. We're almost um, sort of um, a, a prisoner of how good our pace bowling attack is. That to drop either one of Hazelwood, Cummins or Stark is such a major decision to make because there's such fantastic it's a hard thing to do. I was actually saying to the, to the guys I went to the game with that one of the reasons that New Zealand might be very hard to beat in this tournament, they won't have any um, compunction about uh, making those same sorts of decisions. And they've gone into the, the tournament with a squad with not only Sodi and Santa, but they've got Bracewell, who's a sort of um, uh, a spinner who bats brilliantly as well, that they won't have any um, trouble in making those sort of changes. And I, I would have given strong consideration to playing Ashton Agar tonight, but it's very difficult when you've got a side with the, the, the quality of bowlers but the, the, that Australia have. But when you look at the results, Stark, um, they all bowled four, four overs. Stark, none for 36. Hazelwood, two for 41. And Cummins, uh, what, was it none for 46 or something? It's, um, it was. 
Yeah, they got smashed all over the place. Yeah, Sterling stuff from the Kiwis. Finn Allen, 42 of 16 balls, five boundaries, three sixes. Devin Conway bad throughout the innings, 92 not out of 58 deliveries with seven fours and two sixes. Kane Williamson, 23 of 23. <laughs> you, you, think, mate, you think maybe if he hadn't batted, uh, they might have made 220? Well, I was... <laughs> I tweeted out that when he got um, – he challenged his LBW decision. I was saying the Australians should have challenged it to try to get him back in there. Like, what was he doing? And, <laughs> you know, if he's listening, and, and I'm sure he is, he'd be saying, well, we won by about a million runs. I, I went okay. Um, but it was, it was a bizarre innings when they had got off to such a wonderful start that surely the time was right to throw in any one of the – they've got so many power hitters. And I'm not advocating that um, Williamson should be dropped from the New Zealand side. I, I think that he should be in there. But when they have a great start like that, then he should slide down the order. But if they're two for 10 um, and the, the pitch is doing plenty, then as a New Zealand fan, you'd get great relief when, when you saw Williamson come out to bat. But it was a very strange innings. Yeah. Um, and then the innings was finished off. Glenn Phillips, 12 off 10. Jimmy Neeson, 26 not out of 13 deliveries. New Zealand finish an even 200. And then Australia's reply started disastrously when David Warner was bowled for five by Tim Southie, where the ball kind of bounced off his pad onto his body, onto the back of his bat, and then back onto the stumps. It was, it was unlucky. Um, and then never, things never got better. Uh, Finch was the next to go when the score was 30. He was out for 13. Mitch Marsh was out for 16 off 12 deliveries. And and at that stage you were three for thirty four, and I've got to say, around then, Paul, I'd given up the, the the match for the Aussies. Yeah, I still had hope, but I, I realise now it was diluted. Um, I was saying to Douglas, Australia's still got a hope, and then Patrick was whispering, Douglas said, "No, Australia has no chance whatsoever." <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul is deluded. <laughs> but um, I think it comes back to the point that, uh, and no excuses, in New Zealand were absolutely miles better. But I think probably. To my initial point, Australia probably should have batted first. Yeah, I, I do. Look, I think I do think that's easy in hindsight, and um, I don't think it comes down to the toss. I think the Kiwis outfoxed us in that opening um, onslaught against our opening bowlers. They put us off our plans, and they deserve credit for that. You know, so I don't think it just comes down to the toss. And even in this reply. We were bowled out for 111 in 17.1 overs. I don't care who wins the toss. That's a pretty piss-poor batting performance. Yeah, look, you're slightly mischaracterising what I said. I wasn't excusing the 83-run loss by saying <laughs> that if we won those loss, we would have won. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I saying just... that I think that we probably should have um, batted first. That's all I'm saying. Mm. We might have lost by 60. We might have. New Zealand might have got the runs with four overs to spare if that had been the case. <laughs> um, Glenn Maxwell <laughs> was our top scorer. scorer. He made 28 off. 20, a lot of reverse sweeps. Stoyner, seven. Tim David, 11. There was a fantastic catch by Glenn Phillips. That was off Stoyner yeah. in the outfields. It was in front of the uh, Brongle Churchill stand, and he made a lot of ground. How, how did you say it? Yeah, I was watching him run, 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 and we were right up the back of the Bradman with the last row. So it was a bit hard to see the ball, and it almost looked um, slightly unreal. Like I thought, I can't believe he's caught that. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic catch. And uh, it wasn't the only fine display of fielding throughout the, the match for New Zealand. So, 
yeah, congratulations to them. Now, I mean, a uh, question for you, Manners. Um, Finch was one of many who didn't perform tonight. Is the pressure on him, obviously it's growing, but can you see any time soon that he's going to be out of the eleven? No, um, I think it would be a massive call for them to, for him to almost, he'd have to retire or drop himself. I just don't think they'll make the call in the middle of the World Cup. So actually, Andrew McDonald was asked after the game uh, whether he thought that they needed to rethink their tactics. And he actually said, it would be a mistake for us to panic now and we've got to stick with our team. So I, I, <laughs> Australia, I, we're, we're the same every single time. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know. Um, we, our tactics are always, we're just going to smash the ball to the boundary and then when we bowl, we're going to bowl faster than you. And to be fair, it works most of the time, but any subtlety or any um, uh, sort of left field tactics are frowned upon with, you know, uh, that's the way we always are. Mm. So, um, I mean, just to wrap up the New Zealand bowling figures, Trent Bolt, two for 24, Tim Southey, three for six, uh, Mitch Santner, three for 31, and then Ferguson and Sodi each took a wicket. Um, look, after look after the game, Aaron Finch, was at, I was at the press conference and he was very dejected. I, he looked shocked, to be honest. And after that, there was a mixed zone with Zampa and McDonald, and I've got some audio clips to, to play in there. I did grilled I, I was yeah i was on i was in reporting mode paul you'd be proud i spoke to them all um but they looked shell-shocked the Aussies. like not only did they lose but you know the net run rate could be uh catastrophic like they they could win all four of their games now but by virtue of just this performance uh it could be all over yeah i mean you couldn't really have thought of a worse start um you know australia have started tournaments slowly in the past. So I think if they do win their next four games, they will, they'll be fine, but it really does line up that Australia England game at the MCG as um, pretty much a, a must win. I would say almost a knockout game for Australia now. Yeah. I'm glad I'm going to be at that game. Um, yeah. Look, I was speculating. I'm curious if, if you think this could happen that maybe actually this tournament won't run the way everyone's saying and there'll be a lot of upsets and, a, a, and, and it'll actually be maybe, you know, three or four wins will get you through. Well, that's the thing that we, we, before tournaments, you sometimes pencil in results and say, oh, well, it's going to be between Australia, New Zealand and England. Two of those three will qualify. But who would have predicted last World Cup that India would barely, um, barely get off zero? Strange things do happen. Sri Lanka have it within themselves to, to cause upsets. Anything can occur. So, yeah, I think it's a, a disaster for Australia in this first game, but um, it's not the end of the world for them, for sure. Mm. So Australia play um, Sri Lanka on Tuesday over in Perth. So, um, again, Australia will, will need to win. But, you know, the point was made to Aaron Finch um, that, you know, Australia will have to look to win convincingly in some of these games to make up some of this net run rate. And, and Finch gave a lot of the stock standard answers. Oh, we've got to remain upbeat. We've got to remain positive, but we know this is a, a huge defeat, blah, 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 blah. So he didn't really say anything surprising. Um, yeah, and as I said, he looked a bit shocked. Well, I mean, I would have hoped if he'd given the, the, the traditional Australian answer. That is, we will not give any thought whatsoever to net run rate. I mean, <laughs> I remember the 92 World Cup that um, <laughs> towards the end of it, Alan Border was quizzed and they said, and, they said to him, do you realise your run rate situation is such that 
you're really, even if you tie, you're going to be in trouble. And he said, yeah, to be honest, we didn't look at net run rates. Till, we didn't look at run rates till, till right now. And that's the, you know, that is the Australian, the Australian tradition. Um, but I don't think it's going to come to that yet. I think uh, assuming, and it's a, it may not come to pass, but assuming Australia wins all its games against the, the, the teams that it will be strong favourites to beat, I do think it will come down to whether Australia can, can beat England at the MCG. If they do that, then um, they should be fine. But I suppose I'm effectively saying, yes, they, they will need to win every single game from now on in. But mm. that shouldn't be that hard except for the England game. Yeah. Well, as you say, a huge game at the MCG. And, and just to, to give, uh, you know, plaudits to the Kiwis, they were outstanding. Um, and, you know, I, I will take it as flattery, Paul, that you bet on the Kiwis today because I did tip them when we previewed together. So I think subconsciously you've taken on board my form guide and I appreciate that. Um, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I actually, just before the game began, I went on to try and find a, an option to back um, Finn Allen to do something amazing and couldn't find one. So I feel a bit aggrieved about that because I was predicting it to all and sundry that he was, I mean, he's got a strike rate 10 better than Tim David, who has a strike rate 10, 10 better than Glenn Maxwell. Like it's, um, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Incredible stuff from him. And, um, you know, good luck to the Kiwis. Um, so yeah, you know, one thing that was exciting, Paul, was it was the first time I've sort of, uh, being accredited at an ICC game, and there was certainly a different atmosphere there. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun sort of um, soaking up. I got to chat to a lot of uh, former guests of Quick and Unfiltered. I ran into Dan Christian. I ran into Trent Copeland. I ran into Mark Howard. I shared a lift with Irfan Patan, who hasn't been a guest on the show, but um, he was looking dapper in his suit. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty good uh, atmosphere in the game, certainly different to a regular game. You know, you felt the the, the gravity of the match and uh, the international flavour. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. How was it out in the out in the crowd? Well, I should say, Earth Arm Um, when I was first dating my girlfriend, who's now my wife, um, we went to – I took her to the uh, Boxing Day Test of 2003-04 and talked to her incessantly about English – about Indian cricket. So she kind of – has an outsized knowledge of Earth. If you say to her name in Indian cricket, she'll say Earth Arpitan. So she'll be quite excited that you've seen him. <laughs> um, um, yeah, how was it? It was good. It was, it was fun. We were right in row X. So you kind of, um, you lose a, little, lose a little bit being right at the very, very back. The replays are a little bit hard to see and the atmosphere is a slightly um, sort of diluted. But I was... I, I really enjoyed the night. Despite the result, it was great, um, great entertainment. Um, I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I wish there was uh, more Aussie games in Sydney in the book. I, I'm not saying there should be because it's, it's right that they spread them around. But um, I'd love to be going to some more Aussie games in the World Cup at, at the SCG. Yeah, well, I'm going to go to all the um, other games at the SCG. I think there's six more and a doubleheader this Thursday with, I think, South Africa taking on the Netherlands and then India. Oh, no, I think it's India. The ne- anyway. Doubleheader on Thursday, can't wait. Um, so after the game, uh, there was a mixed zone. So I, I got to ask Adam Zampa a question. And, um, yeah, he, he sounded pretty flat after the game. Here he is. I guess so. Adam, how you how are you feeling after tonight's game? Flat. Um, yeah, no beating around the bush, feeling um, flattened by it a little bit. Um, but it's made it clear what we need to do now. Uh, 
yeah, so obviously our net run rate's taken a hit. Um, not great to start by losing as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to win all our games now. And then after uh, Adam, uh, across came uh, Andrew McDonald and uh, he wasn't having a bar of what I was putting out there. If you, you you might notice the subtle Langer undertones in what I'm saying here. Andrew, have you felt any, under any extra pressure, you know, being the you know first-time head coach in a World Cup? No, I think it's very similar to, to most coaching <laughs> scenarios. You, you're there to prepare the team, and uh, whether it be a World Cup, whether it be a, a test in a subcontinent conditions, whether it be whatever tournament that you go into, you, you throw in your preparation and you're making sure that you're giving the, player, the players what they need. Um, so I don't think that, yeah, just because it's a World Cup, I don't think it shifts what you do day to day, no. And then after the Aussies sort of left in sadness, in came the buoyant Kiwis, and they are as nice as reported. <laughs> We had uh, Tim Southey came over and uh, asked him a couple of questions and uh, he was very lovely. They all were. Tim, I was just um, thinking, is, is this the first time you've ever beaten Australia in Australia? No. No. So going back 10 years, must have been a long time ago. Uh, yeah, had a few. We had a couple of one-day wins in 2009. Chapel Headley, obviously, test win in 2011. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there's been, there's been, I mean, few and far between. It's a very tough place to come. And Australia have been a, a great cricket side for a long time, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's been challenging for us over the years, and um, it was uh, yeah, a nice way to start. start Must tonight. be a big thrill for you then to get one up over them tonight. Um, yeah, I guess you you want to start the tournament well. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough game against a, a quality um, Australian side, so yeah, it's a nice nice way to start. But um, there's still a lot of a lot of cricket to be played this tournament. All right, so that's um, that's from the mix zone down uh, in the bowels of the SCG. Uh, Paul, well, uh, one down, Australia, chin up. Hopefully they can salvage it, but uh, I'm not holding much hope. Well, they can look to the 2015 World Cup, which began, the 50-over World Cup, which began with Australia losing, albeit in a close one, uh, to New Zealand, and they ultimately went on to win it, uh, beating New Zealand in the final. I have got a cart, let it go, if you want to hear it. Um, I'd love to hear it. I was queuing up for a beer, and just as the Australian innings was due to begin, and I thought um, that, that, you know, it was on the, the screens just, just as I was queuing up. And I thought, oh, I'll see the first two or three balls here and then I'll um, get back up to my, to my seat in the stand. And just as the, the ball was about to run in for the, uh, for the first ball of the Australian innings, it cut to um, an ad for some sort of, um, for something or other. And I realised there must be some agreement that there will be no cricket shown live while you're queuing for, for food or for beverages. And I just think, that's ridiculous. The, 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 you always sort of see this in big, big, big tournaments when they go a bit overboard with, with things like that. It used to be, I remember in the, um, I think the London Olympics that they sort of had a sign up saying, we proudly only accept Visa and nothing else would be accepted. And it's just, come on, be nice to the public. It would be nice to be able to be, if you're queuing up for a beer or um, uh, a bit of food, to be able to still see the cricket on the, on the, on the screen. So uh, a minor little um, down point on what was um, otherwise the result notwithstanding, a really thoroughly enjoyable evening. Yeah, well, always tackling the big, big issues. I've got one as well. I've got to can't let it go. And this may upset some of our listeners, but I, I'm a bit upset around this whole sort of palaver with the, the wording of what is called the first round of the T20 World Cup, which is what we saw with the two groups and then the top two qualify. So, um, you know, some, you know, Namibia and Netherlands and some great cricket. But 
you can call them whatever you like. In the end, they are qualifiers. They're not maybe qualifiers to the World Cup. However you want to phrase it, the fact is, if if it's the first round, that means eight teams have got to buy, which doesn't make sense. So, uh, you know, I'm a bit sick of all the palaver around. Someone had a go at me on Twitter, and I'm just like, you can say what you like. They are qualifiers. Doesn't lessen the status of the games. Talk about covering the big issues. You have got it there. That is a (laughs) massive issue. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) oh well i think it's a good time to wrap it up (laughs) thanks for doing this late on saturday night we are dedicated to the fans we're going to cover this t20 world cup however we can and uh yeah we'll be back soon paul any final words for the listeners uh no uh but uh i hope you um hope everyone's looking forward to the big game tomorrow india versus pakistan hope there's no rain at the mcg uh i can't wait yeah either can i Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back soon. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us, and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.